This is Mike Levitt. Our nation is faced with two very important, but sometimes competing priorities. We have a duty to provide the best possible healthcare for every patient, but we must also remain competitive in a global marketplace. That's what value-based care is all about. Our challenge is to create a uniquely American system of healthcare. Truly, we're in a race to make value work. Welcome to The Race to Value, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Eric Cleaver and Daniel Chipping of the Institute for Advancing Health Value. The Institute is a nonprofit organization focused on accelerating the industry to succeed in health value. Join Eric and Daniel as they engage the executives, clinicians, and entrepreneurs who are leading this race to value. anyone following healthcare transformation in our country, you have undoubtedly heard about ChinMed, a family-owned primary care physician-run organization that serves a challenging patient population under a full-risk global primary care reimbursement model. This is a high-touch primary care company that's become the gold standard for how healthcare should be delivered in our country. In a prior episode of the Race to Value, entitled Changing the World Through a Full-Risk Value-Based Care Model, we had Dr. Gordon Chen on to discuss how ChinMed is delivering transformative primary care at scale with such superior outcomes. And in that episode, we also talked about how ChinMed was created with a mission to provide care in a way that could alleviate suffering for those seniors in the poorest of communities. And that was one of our best podcasts so far, but I always felt like there was so much more ground we could cover about this extraordinary mission and the story of this amazing family behind it. Well, I'm excited to say that Dr. Gordon Chin is back on The Race to Value, and in this week's episode, he's going to be talking about his new book, co-written with his brother, Dr. Chris Chin, entitled The Calling, a memoir of family, faith, and the future of healthcare. Eric, it's such an amazing story and an outstanding book, and I'm really excited to share more about the ChenMed story with our listeners. ChenMed's success story of providing care to the most vulnerable among us is really a story about an American journey of a family guided by faith and love. The Calling tells the inspirational story of the Chen family, which over two generations not only completed the American dream, but also transformed American medicine. It's a story about the life experiences that shaped not one, but two generations of innovative leaders in healthcare that made ChenMed the beacon for value-based care in our nation. In this refreshingly honest family business memoir, Gordon and Chris Chen pay tribute to their parents, Dr. James and Mary Chen, as well as their wives, friends, and all who have guided them. They also talk about their faith and how that provides them with an unwavering compunction to serve those in the greatest need. This week's podcast with Dr. Gordon Chen and its corresponding book, Offering Guidance on Faith and Family, Personal and Business Development, Dealing with Setbacks, and Making the Most of Opportunities. Eric, needless to say, I'm truly inspired. Well, Daniel, what a truly fantastic story this is. I can't wait 
to share it with our race to value listeners. And so without further ado, let's now hear from Dr. Gordon Shin as he joins us this week in the race to value. But before we start that interview, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. We'd love your review. We're also going to be giving away books this week. So make sure to enter into that contest. And uh, we appreciate the support. Dr. Chen, welcome to the Race to Value. It's so great to have you back on the podcast. I can't wait to have this amazing conversation today. It's great to be here with you, Eric, again. Well, I'd like to begin our discussion today by talking about leadership. Your new book, The Calling, a memoir of family, faith, and the future of healthcare, has a foreword written by John C. Maxwell. And I know he's been an inspiration for you and Chris in building a physician leadership culture at ChinMed. And you both readily embraced his seminal book, The Five Levels of Leadership, as a guide to level up and increase leadership capacity through influence. And these five levels have profound implications in value-based care. I mean, you have the first level positional influence, which is really just about emphasizing the physician credentials and rewarding those with the title of MD to engage in a system of volume transactions and RVUs. It's kind of like the apogee of physician leadership and a fee-for-service model. But then you have the second level, permissional influence, and that's about the ultimate expression of authenticity and vulnerability needed in leadership. And the next level, product or results-generated influence is all about the improvement of patient outcomes and providing world-class service through value-based care, which is really the opposite of RVU production results emphasized in fee-for-service. Then that goes on to people development, investing in clinical leaders as an expression of love and the belief in others. And all of those levels culminate to the pinnacle where leadership can truly scale and the healthcare organization can grow to a point where it can lead the transformation of an entire industry like what ChinMed is doing now. So I wanted to ask you if you could describe the leadership journey you and Chris have embarked on at ChinMed and how does this unique culture of physician empowerment and leadership foster improved outcomes in value-based care? Well, first of all, Eric, I love John Maxwell's five levels of leadership. It really has been so helpful to have that framework, particularly as we're trying to move healthcare and, and particularly physician leadership up to the next level, then the next level, and the next level. And the positional leadership, I agree with you, that is where the current state of the majority of healthcare and physicians live in, which is, you know, I'm the doctor, do what I say, let me write orders. And we see this primarily in, you know, the hospital setting as well. I mean, you know, in many cases, you have emergency situations that require doctor's orders, right? And so there is a role for positional leadership, but for what we're trying to do in transforming healthcare, as Maxwell says, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so we need ways to broaden and develop our influence. And so for Chris and I, our leadership journey has been a rocket ship, right? We're challenged every single day, and we almost have to reinvent our leadership style depending upon the needs, right? And so it really challenges us not only to grow personally, but it challenges us to help our leaders to grow as well. And so a big portion of our job, and my job in particular with the you know, physician leadership, 
is to help them to broaden their influence, grow personally, then grow more broadly in, in their influence of others and building their team up. So if I were thinking about how to describe Chen Med's leadership journey, Chen Med is an environment where we attract people who love to grow, to develop, to be challenged, who are not satisfied with the status quo. For those type of people, Chen Med is the right place. For folks that just want to continue on doing what they do every day without being challenged to grow or you know, are comfortable just doing the same things over and over again, Chen Med really isn't good fit. So that, that's kind of the, the background. Once you talk about value-based care or, or outcomes-based care um, and the importance of leadership, it becomes magnified. So if you're focused on outcomes, then physician leadership can really thrive because physicians love to improve outcomes. And the gap then becomes how do you help physicians learn how to lead and influence better? And that's really the journey that we're on right now. Dr. Shan, I'm just so grateful for your leadership. And you and your brother are both such an inspiration to so many. And I'm grateful that you continue to inspire. Your book is such an inspiration, not only for those leaders in the value-based care movement, but also for those looking for meaning in life through their connection to family and faith. And your family, starting with your parents, Dr. James and Mary Chen, to Chris and his wife, Stephanie, and you and your wife, uh, Dr. Jessica Chen, you've been called on a mission and you received your calling through faith. And this calling has put Chen Med on a path to change how healthcare is delivered in America by transforming the lives among the neediest populations. We know your parents came to this country with nothing except their dreams and values. And they instilled within you and Chris a revolutionary vision for healthcare in America. Your story is underpinned by family, faith, and a commitment to make a positive impact on healthcare for the most vulnerable among us. Not only do you and your brother Chris work together as CEO and CMO at ChenMed, your two households and your parents all live on the same street in three houses in a row, a lot line to lot line to lot line. Can you share with us the importance of your family and the mission of ChenMed? And how does living as one family, sharing one faith with one mission, enable you to live life to the fullest where together you can make a world-leading impact to alleviate suffering for those that are part of society's most vulnerable and underserved populations. Thanks so much, Dan. That's a great question. When I think about our family, our faith, and our work at Chen Med, there's no line. All the lines are blurred, right? It all comes together. So most people can compartmentalize and say, all right, this is what I do at work. Or this is what I do and you know it, it, for my faith, or this is what I do with my family. And for us, it all blends together. And there's some beautiful synergy when it works well that comes out of that. And that synergy is that this, this consistency, this accountability to each other, and then this grounding with our values that come out of our faith, right? And so at the root of Chen Med's mission is our family and our faith. And so what we think as a family is, what does God want us to do as a family? Not for ourselves, 
but for him and for others. And we start with that. What, what's our purpose? What's our God-given purpose? And what we've seen and, and experienced as we've gone through the suffering, it's become that much more clear. As God has opened the doors for increased impact and, and broadened influence across America, it becomes more and more clear to us that healthcare needs to be transformed. And where do we start with that? We start with the neediest populations, the communities that have been forgotten. We start where there is the greatest need. And so as a family, we approach every day wondering, God, what do you have for us? And how do you want us to accomplish this mission? And we continue to be surprised day after day by how we're led. And, you know, I, I know it sounds for folks that, that may not resonate with the faith component, it, it may sound a little bit, um, you know, uh, awkward, but we, we really do feel that God is driving our actions, our mission, and, and really opening doors and allowing us to have the impact that we're having. Well, Dr. Chin, the last time you were on the podcast, we talked about the immense suffering your family experienced when your father was misdiagnosed with terminal cancer and your family had to navigate this terribly complex and broken healthcare system. And your dad had a treatable form of lymphoma, but he was given a grim misdiagnosis of head and neck cancer with a prognosis that he would only live for two months. And during this horrendous ordeal of navigating the healthcare system, your family saw how the multiple specialists involved in his care did not collaborate access to appointments took weeks and compassion was lacking and your family's suffering with this cancer scare was not the first adversity your family had traversed um given your mom and dad's journey to america from taiwan and china and the route through poverty and homelessness that god led you on before chin med experienced any success and in our last discussion i remember how we talked about how your family's suffering led to the development of Chin Med's ministry to glorify God, spread love, and promote health in underserved communities that are suffering. And one thing we didn't talk about was the spiritual battle that was waged along the way. I mean, during your dad's battle with cancer, that was a very challenging time for your family. Uh, during this time, your mom also struggled daily with God, like David in the Psalms or Jacob wrestling with God on his way to Canaan. And your brother... Chris, I mean, he recalls even I was you know, I was reading your book, you know, he was crying out to God through his tears, trying to strike a bargain with the almighty to save your dad. And that part of the book really resonated with me, especially in, in the times that we're living in now. I mean, Chin Med is so innately attuned to suffering because you care for some of the most demoralized and discouraged people in our society. And your family exemplifies through Chin Med how struggle produces perseverance. And that perseverance leads to mature character, and then that leads us to hope. And I wanted to see if you could elaborate on how your family was able to choose transcendence to overcome suffering through the affirmation of your spiritual values. And how has the mysterious path of suffering in your family story helped Chin Med forge a divine mission to alleviate the suffering of others? When you experience suffering, how you view it and how you're grounded in terms of your faith make all the difference. 
And what do I mean by that? If we hold fast to this deep belief that God wants the best for us, that there is purpose, that every experience that we have, even if it's suffering, there can be beauty that comes out of it. There can be learning and there can be blessings that flow even out of suffering. If you have that background, then when you experience suffering, it can actually draw you closer to God and your purpose. And that's what we've seen and experienced as a family. As we've suffered, as we've struggled, we actually realize that the challenges, the suffering, um, the obstacles all help to draw us closer to our purpose and to our creator. And as we've experienced that, every step along the way, we, we look for God's hand throughout the suffering. And I really do believe that suffering leads to perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And so what we want to do is to take our suffering and help others have hope through our suffering. And that hope can be relieving the suffering of others and reducing or carrying the burdens of others that struggle to carry it themselves. That's so beautifully said. Thank you for that. It's just, I moved to think that your parents were pretty amazing people and the, the lessons and, and things that they taught you and Christopher. And as we explore your family relationship, I'd like to think about your, both your parents and Christopher and who, who serves as the chief executive officer at ChenMed and in raising you both, you know, you, you talk about how your parents abided by an ancient Chinese saying, one to grow, one to maintain, one to lose. And the saying reflects 5,000 years of wisdom and speaks truth about human nature. It means that one generation will grow something. The next merely maintains what the previous one grew, and the next one loses what they had. And your parents were intentional in seeing to it that your family would not maintain or lose what the previous generation worked so hard to grow. They instilled with Chris a responsibility to invest in you, and your job was to take what you learned from Chris and, and blow it out of the water and take it to the next level. It was a failure of the system if either of those two things did not occur. And your parents pushed both of you so hard, Chris to be his very best and to invest all of his best into you. And for you to never be satisfied with anything less than surpassing Chris as a fulfillment of your purpose to complete the plan. It's such an interesting dynamic, which many won't understand because they see your surpassing of Chris as adversarial or overly competitive or even an attribute of toxic masculinity. At one time, McKinsey was consulting with Chen Men, and they observed one of your battles over the company's direction and described it as a violent agreement. But on the contrary, your relationship with Chris is more akin to the Bible verse in Proverbs 27, 17, which says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Can you share more about how you and Chris learned to do the very best for yourselves, your family and your patients and, and God by pouring everything into making sure you're giving your best? And how have the bonds of brotherhood, growing up through adversity, living with virtue, and healthy competitiveness provided you with the perseverance to change the future of healthcare in alignment with your perceived truth of the universe? We always believe we're accountable for what we're given. 
if you're given a lot, there's a lot expected of you. And we have been given a lot. And so this is how Chris and I have been raised. And really, I can remember even as a young boy, my mom saying, it is a sin to not use the gifts that God has given you. And so every day we ask ourselves the question, are we living up to our God-given potential? Are we taking the blessings that we've been given and doing something with it, not for ourselves, but for God? And so I think that that is the foundation for how Chris and I have been raised to always push ourselves and each other to achieve something beautiful and relative to our potential. And we believe that God has given us great potential. Now, as brothers, <laughs> there, there is a universal truth about brothers. Brothers compete. Brothers help to sharpen each other to become better. They challenge each other. They encourage each other. Brothers are brothers. And so for Chris and I, especially if you can think about how we even trained as wrestlers, we would compete, we would go at it hard, we were the same weight, and literally, we would have blood, sweat, and tears to help to make each other better. And so that competition pushed us hard, but we always realized that we love each other intently and we want each other to get better. And by pushing harder, we both get better. So, so today, Chris charges forward and I, and I strive hard to try to not only keep up with him, but where I can improve on what, what he's done, I push forward as well. And so we have this unique relationship where um, we continue to push each other to get better and the bar continues to raise. And we push ourselves higher and higher through that unique brotherly relationship. Well, Dr. Chin, in our last podcast interview, we spent considerable time discussing the business model for Chin Med as a high-touch, relationship-based, tech-enabled primary care practice. I mean, your practice delivers personalized primary care to older Americans, and it's known for its scalable approach. Uh, the outcomes are amazing. I mean, you've had 50% fewer hospital admissions compared with the standard primary care practice, a 75% reduction in ED visits, 28% lower per member cost, and a significantly higher use of evidence-based medications. Uh, ChinMed's high-touch VIP care model is made possible by the innovation that's fostered within a risk-based payment environment. In our discussion today, I wanted to know more about the role that your dad played as a pioneer in the value-based care movement. I mean, when your dad started the practice in 1993, he entered into a full-risk HMO model at a time when most PCPs made their money in that financial arrangement by seeing patients as little as possible. And your dad had a different vision. I mean, uh, we're going to do the opposite. <laughs> you know, he made sure that patients came in to see the physician more often and the practice focused on prevention rather than merely treating symptoms and disease. 
And he was thinking, all we need to do here is just cut down on the waste and we'll, we'll provide care that other primary care physicians are sending to a specialist and we'll get them healthy so they don't need to see a specialist. And we're going to build these trusting, beautiful relationships with each patient that has a positive and lasting impact on patient outcomes. And he was able to focus on developing the technology and the systems as well. Uh, so patients can be seen more effectively. I mean, he was a, a PhD scientist and he applied a lot of that understanding and grasp on how to use data to develop an even better system for patient care by optimizing each doctor's patient panel size and his work in care delivery transformation really became the foundation of what ChinMed is today, as I understand. Uh, so I wanted to ask you if you could discuss your dad's groundbreaking work in the value-based care movement. How did he recognize the opportunity uh, for care transformation in a full-risk model when most other PCPs at the time simply saw HMOs as an opportunity to, to ration care? That's a great question. And to really understand the enormous impact that my father has had on healthcare, I think it's important to understand his background. And so my father has led a life of rural suffering and struggle. Uh, he was essentially shunned by his parents and he grew up just really poor, grew up without a lot of guidance, but he had amazing academic and intellectual abilities. He ended up as the number one student in Taiwan at that time. Um, but then he continued to struggle, not only you know, coming to the United States, uh, struggling with his own health issues, even before cancer, he had, had uh, you know, back pain, scoliosis, and then with the cancer, con continuing to uh, really understand the patient perspective. And what does it feel like to be vulnerable? and to have health conditions that you feel like are out of your control. That along with his brilliant mind, he's got a, a PhD, an MD, a data-driven mind, and putting all of that together and having the empathy for patients and really trying to meet their needs and understanding not just general patients, but the patients that have been forgotten and shunned, maybe even what he experienced you know, with his own family. And I think what's happened is, number one, it's really allowed him to establish a fervent faith in God and get his grounding from God rather than from his own family, which he didn't have that opportunity. So I, I think that that was really critical for him. Um, and then with this empathy for patients and, and the, the medical knowledge and the scientific, you know, data-driven mind and his love for technology, I think he was able to really study and refine the core essence of the ChenMed model. And what that is, is it's a talented and empathetic, accountable physician or clinician taking care of a defined number of patients where you can have the time to invest in the relationship and influence that patient panel over time to achieve better outcomes, right? So that's, that's the essence of the Chenman model is a PCP that is taking care of a certain number of patients, call it 400 to 450 patients, and seeing them in a regular and predictable 
manner where you're not just focused on the clinical knowledge or the transfer of knowledge, you're focused on the relationship and you're built on a foundation of accountability for that patient's outcomes. That's the groundbreaking innovation that came from my father, the essence of the ChenMed model. And that's essentially what Chris and I are trying to grow and scale. And if you have this opportunity to take talented physicians that can be successful, caring for the neediest populations, and you connect them with the neediest populations, well, then beautiful things happen. And you get better outcomes and everyone wins. Dr. Chen, I'd love to read an excerpt uh, from a letter written by one of your physicians who'd recently left the fee-for-service matrix. It says, quote, I have been with ChenMed for more than 60 days now, and I leave my clinic each day so incredibly happy and fulfilled. I love my job. That's not something I could have said six months ago. I felt the need to let you know because I hope you realize that you are not just changing the lives of seniors. You are changing the lives of physicians. I have never felt like I had a purpose until now, and I firmly believe I was meant to be here. Thank you not only for giving physicians a place to feel valued with the work that they do, but also for creating such an amazing work family filled with other providers who purely just want to help. I'm truly grateful. What I love about the ChenMed way and what this quote exemplifies is that you have designed care to inspire behavioral change within patients. And it all starts by finding physicians who are willing to learn about behavioral and lifestyle change and how to develop a caring relationship with their patients and ones who are open and humble enough to consider receiving additional training. As I understand, ChenMed has an appropriate acronym for the type of physician who fits in well, and it is ALL, which means aligned with mission, vision, and values, having learning agility and learning humility. They are all in. Can you describe the work you have done in creating a learning environment of openness, discovery, and teamwork with your physicians at ChenMed? How's your culture, which is highly unusual in the medical field, breaking the model by tearing down artificial barriers around physicians? And what could medical schools learn from the way you train physicians to innovate their curriculum on how to motivate patient behavioral change? What's always fascinated me is the amount of learning and openness that medical students and residents and even fellows have throughout their training, then when they become an attending, how quickly their ability to learn or their openness to learn closes. And what we try to do at ChunMet is we try to keep the learning mindset going. We, we want folks to understand that just because you're done with training doesn't mean that we really know how to um, practice medicine in a way that transforms patients' lives, transforms communities, and transforms this country. So if we start with the premise that our current healthcare model is broken and we need to do it better and different, then as we recruit and hire prospective physicians or PCPs that um, are joining, we really want to make sure that they still are open to learning. Now, 
physicians, clinicians actually love to grow and to learn. They actually love it. They just need the right environment, which allows them to grow and learn and thrive. And so at ChenMed, what we've tried to do is to create that environment. Now, culture really, really flows from the top down. So if Chris and I, even now, you know, ChenMed, we're a pretty large organization. We wholeheartedly believe that we still are very early on in our learning and our own development. We have a lot more to learn, right? And as an organization, we were maybe 20% of the way there for where we could be in terms of our learning, our development, our understanding of how to actually you know, improve outcomes and, and deliver more value for our patients and for society. So if we're thinking, wow, we are so early on in our own learning journey and we have so much more to learn, well, we tend to attract folks that also feel the same way and we intentionally select for that. And that's what you're describing in our all-in score, looking for that alignment with our mission, vision, values. That means, do they want to go where we want to go? Do they want to get there in the same ways that we want to get there? Do they want to treat people the, the same ways that we want to treat people with love, accountability, and passion? All right. That's, that's an alignment with our vision, mission, values. Then there's the, the learning humility and learning agility. Both of those things describe your ability to learn and your desire to learn. And so for folks that want to learn and have the ability to learn, wow, this is a great place for them. This is, you know, come join us at Chen Med and, and you will learn and you will grow. Now, when you add to it our rate of growth, our ability to scale, then most of the learning that occurs for either practicing PCPs or, or physician leaders, most of it is experiential. And it's really hard to gain that experiential learning in environments where you don't have rapid growth, right? Because there, there's less opportunity. So we're blessed to have this opportunity to grow rapidly and create more and more positions where our physicians, physician leaders, clinicians can experience different things, grow and develop through their experiences with the right guidance and support. Right, so that's physician culture and how we're creating a culture that allows physicians, even after their training, to still grow and develop in a transformative way. Now, what can medical schools learn? You know, I think medical schools are great at helping to teach the medical knowledge, how to actually serve patients in a transformative way. We need the empathy and the influence. And if medical schools can help their students experience the empathy and learn how to broaden their influence, then we're gonna be producing physicians that really can make a deeper and broader impact in healthcare today. Well, Dr. Chen, I love the culture that you've built there with your physicians, and I wanted to take our conversation a little bit deeper and 
and discuss the alignment between the the culture and the company and how it ties back to the family and uh, the values and the mission that you've established internally within your family. I mean, you talked about the values that your family has with love, accountability, and passion, and your faith. And in your book, you and Chris readily affirm your belief that Chinmet success would not or could not have happened without your faith and, and God's mercy and grace on your family. And even with your faith in Christ, I know it's a daily struggle and your family's been united in that struggle through a commitment to a positive intentionality where everyone assumes positive intent. Even when you disagree on a subject, you're always thinking about the most positive aspect of, of that person and in and, and their views. And in doing this, you've had this perspective where everyone's best interests are at heart and you encourage one another as your family pursues opportunities and I loved in your book how you outlined the the Chin family's seven-part mission statement, and I'll go ahead and outline that for our listeners. But number one was to know, love, and serve the one true triune God. Two, love one another, starting with family. Three, appreciate God's blessing of living, working, and being together as a family. You know, four, work hard and persevere. Five, seek wisdom, education, and lifelong learning. Six, promote health. And then seven was is to pass these values down to invest in future generations. And this family mission is manifested in the company. And, you know, the ChinMed mission is to honor seniors with affordable VIP care that delivers better health. And, and that's defined by those three values that you mentioned earlier, love, accountability, and passion. So I wanted to ask you, Gordon, if you could further describe how living those values and behaviors helps ChinMed transform healthcare for seniors and allows everyone in the organization, regardless of their role, to spread God's love and healing. And how do you think these values of love, accountability, and passion will create this enduring impact in the world through good times and bad that can transcend multiple generations. And, and lastly, I, you know, in thinking about this culture that you've built at ChinMed that is now scaling across communities, how is that going to help organizations succeed in living out the values rather than just merely talking about them like most other companies we see uh, these days? That's a great question. Our values and our culture couldn't be more critical to what we're trying to do across America. We have this beautiful ChenMed model that works, but it only works if you have the right people with the right culture and values. And what do I mean by that? So the first thing is we were really focused on that better health. We saw that in our Chen family mission, you know, promote health. And you see it in our Chen Med mission statement. We honor seniors with affordable VIP care that delivers better health. And so we want to really make sure that we are driving for better outcomes with our patients. And what we've seen is when we have great culture, defined by our values, patients actually live longer and do better, right? So culture and living our values actually becomes a life and death situation for our patients. 
So when we say, hey, we, we want to live our values, we need our team members across the country to really invest in culture. And we measure outcomes intently. And the culture impacts the outcomes. That's how we intend to make sure that our values aren't just statements that are on a wall or in a presentation, but they're really lived out every day because it is a life and death situation for our patients. Now, creating an environment where people live with purpose and they recognize that the work they do has deep meaning and impact, that's a beautiful thing. We need more of that in America today. I think everyone really wants their life to count and they want to live with purpose. But for some reason today in America, there, there aren't enough opportunities for people to connect with their purpose. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's today's day and age or if it's just how you know, we've come to be as, as a country. But I think people are ready to lean into their purpose, to lean into their impact, and to join organizations that allow them to unleash their purpose and their potential. And that's what we're trying to do here at ChenMed. We, we really want to attract people that want to live with purpose, that want to make an impact in the neediest communities. And they want to be surrounded by others that are intensely mission-driven and focused. And then together, we, we really do believe that we can transform American healthcare. Dr. Chen, you know, when you talk about living with purpose and, and you guys exemplify this, and I know there are so many others that uh, when their actions align with their purpose, they really exemplify what's written in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. And it says, you are the light that gives light to the world. A city that is built on a hill cannot be hidden. And it seems that Chen Med is that city on the hill, that you and your family are that city on a hill. You're providing a light and example. And you're that city on the hill for healthcare. And Fortune Magazine named your company as one of their 53 international change the world organizations. Chen Med was, in fact, the only healthcare provider that made that list. And the magazine highlighted the current problems of inequity and low value of American healthcare and recognized your lower hospitalizations and, and the equitable care that you provided for the neediest. And along with making Fortune's list of 53 Change the World organizations in 2021, Chen Med was recognized by Newsweek as one of the most loved companies in America, the top ranked company in healthcare. The accolades are really innumerable, but most importantly, the results in transforming patient outcomes are a force leading the change in a healthcare revolution, using primary care as the main beacon of light shining in the darkness. We're doing that one patient at a time, one physician at a time, and one care team at a time, one center, one community, one city on a hill at a time. And as we wrap up today's conversation, can you provide your parting thoughts on the state of healthcare and how ChenMed is looking to become America's leading primary care provider by transforming care of the neediest populations through the opening of thousands of centers across the country? And in the long term, are you optimistic that our country will be able to change this $4 trillion colossus by addressing inequities in the way that the industry operates? 
I love that visual of bringing light to the darkness, being that city on a hill. Just hearing that again is just inspiring even for me. And it really motivates me to try harder. Now, I don't think that healthcare is moving in the right direction. Actually, I think it's moving in the wrong direction. I think that um, hospital systems continue to consolidate. I think that we're seeing the unit cost in healthcare continue to rise. And I think that fee-for-service in many cases has become stronger. Now, I am still very optimistic for how we can shape the future of healthcare. Because more and more, you can see funding pour into models like ChenMed to try to transform care in different ways. And so that leaves me very optimistic. You see probably more venture capital or PE or even um, public organizations that are pouring into primary care. And that makes me optimistic. Also, for what we do here at ChenMed, how we can grow and scale and inspire more physicians, clinicians, healthcare leaders, care team members to join us in this fight. That's so inspiring to me. We continue to attract more and more people. And that's what I hope that the calling can do is to inspire more and more people to join this fight. Healthcare is a beast, particularly in America, but with the right mission-driven people doing it for the right reasons that are starting with a mission focus rather than a pure margin focus. If they, if they start with a mission focus, the margin follows in our model. But the prioritization of that mission focus is critical. And if we can inspire more and more clinicians and, and healthcare leaders to join us in this mission, then I get even more optimistic about the future of healthcare. Because what we have been able to do works. It's replicable and it makes a deep and meaningful impact. And I think it's a situation where everyone wins. So I would love to see a future where we can be that city on a hill in each of the communities across America, bringing light into the darkness and showing people a better way to do healthcare. One where relationships matter, trust matters, and outcomes and accountability for those outcomes matter. And as we're doing that, just developing an amazing physician leadership and healthcare leadership development organization where people can come to grow to their fullest God-given potential, ooh, that inspires me every day. That's what our goal here is with this book. We want to inspire others to truly change the world, and we can. So Dr. Chin, you know, you talked about your father's legacy as an early pioneer in value-based care, and you've built ChinMed with your brother with this business model to be based entirely on 
fully capitated global Medicare Advantage, and that serves as the primary risk vehicle for improving outcomes in senior populations. So I wanted to ask you just a little bit about that. I mean, how do you think Medicare Advantage and its enrollment growth trajectory, coupled with the silver tsunami of the aging baby boomer population, is an attractive business model to get into for primary care physicians? And then also, we all know that there's a new, a new program for traditional Medicare beneficiaries called ACO Reach, and it uses a lot of the same levers as Medicare Advantage, such as beneficiary engagement incentives and benefit enhancements and pass-through benefits, um, and has partially and fully capitated options in that program. So I'd love to hear maybe some of your perspectives on that new program as well. The beautiful thing about Medicare Advantage is there is a proven track record of success with Medicare Advantage. You have bipartisan support, and Medicare Advantage continues to grow in popularity. And then it also continues to grow in demonstrating better outcomes and benefits for their beneficiaries. And so I think that Medicare Advantage really is here to stay and will continue to grow. And Chen Med has been operating on a Medicare Advantage model where we partner with payers to serve members in a way that we can focus on health and outcomes and elevate primary care to really the place where it should be. Primary care has the broadest purview for taking care of patients and primary care needs to be empowered to lead healthcare. And a Medicare Advantage platform allows primary care to do that and allows primary care to lead. The ACO REACH program is a step in the right direction. I know that um, Chris was also deeply involved in working with you know, Medicare and, and CMMI to help to come up with a better program. We would love to continue to see our government programs evolve so that we can bring this type of model to more communities. I think that's a positive thing. Uh, I do think that there's a lot to continue to learn about ACO reach, but in general, if we're elevating primary care and we're giving primary care providers an opportunity to have broader influence rather than just the transactional component of that primary care visit, but to broaden that to say, hey, how can you impact all aspects of that patient's healthcare experience and align your incentives to that? I think in general, that is the right direction. So ACO reach, I'm very optimistic about. I think we still have a lot to learn in terms of the mechanics of the program. And I think that that's what the groups that are involved in ACO reach will hopefully be able to prove. And I think, I think it is the right direction. Well, Gordon, it's been such an immense pleasure speaking with you today. This is, this conversation has really been inspiring and I know our listeners feel the same. I wanted to congratulate you on your new book co-written with your brother, Dr. Christian, The Calling, a memoir of family, faith, and the future of healthcare. For our listeners out there, um, how can they find out more about the book and the Chin Med story? Thanks so much, Eric and Daniel. It has been wonderful reconnecting with you guys, and, and thank you for um, your thoughtful questions and really just your heart 
for seeing healthcare transform in the direction that it needs to. For the book, um, The Calling, uh, listeners can either go straight to Amazon. Um, they can go to their favorite bookstore. It should be in, in bookstores across America. Uh, or they can go to www.chenbooks.com. And any one of these avenues, um, you know, our website, chenbooks.com, uh, Amazon, just, you know, type in The Calling, A Memoir of Family, Faith, and the Future of Healthcare or your bookstore, any one of them, these avenues could be a way for them to, to get a hold of the book. Also happy to be able to, to give away a few books to your listeners as well. All of the proceeds go to you know, either ChenMed Cares or other nonprofit ministry-oriented organizations. The book is really about inspiring you know, Americans, uh, healthcare uh, leaders, healthcare professionals, uh, doctors, clinicians, inspiring them to a better way for healthcare for our future and our future generations. So if we can help people to understand that we can transform healthcare, we can live and work with purpose, then that's a win. Thank you very much, Eric and Daniel, and a wonderful talking with you all today. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Chen. It's been a pleasure.